Hey, it's J. Mark Accento here, broadcasting to you from the end of the world. Here to say, we did it. We are officially in the 25th episode of Tabletop for the End of the World. That is a quarter of a hundred, and I can't believe we're past a year, and it's amazing and exciting. But most importantly, for those of you who haven't yet followed us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, we have new merch up. That's right, even though it's for the Halloween season, we wanted to make sure to release our new merchandise on our store uh, on teespring.com store slash tfu hyphen market so that you could get a hold of it in time for the Halloween season. So check it out. We have new It Comes From Within stickers up on there, and we have a Twilight's Terrace tee, a long sleeve tee for the fall weather. You know, keep yourself warm. If you go to the Renaissance Fair, just go out in a spoopy hayride or anything like that. Anyway, that's it from me, and I'll see you at the end of the episode. Previously on Tabletop for the End of the World. Seven, five, five, four. Kevin, this is important. What are these things you are... I like working here at the station for you, Miss Robin, of course. I know precisely where young Manuel is at all times. Why'd you eat us? Prophecy tells us that the Hive Lords will come. You could be free right now. You are ankle-deep in eyeballs. Try and throw one of these against the wall. Babies! They're babies! So you're brainwashed from a young age? I want to ask for a break. Twilight runs over and grabs an egg and puts it, like, in their jacket. You're going to be my new buddy. Allison, the chest, had actual things inside of her. So are we back in Balderdash? Would you like to know what it's like right now? I'm gonna close my eyes and I'm going to think, uh, happy thoughts. The hedge maze is ablaze. No, we're going. I just, I wish there was something I could do. You know, Ren? Day, good day, my lovely, lovely listeners. I, Robin, am back once again with your daily wisdom. Today we have ourselves yet another stunningly beautiful day to... <sighs> I am so sorry, dear listeners. It would seem that the... <sighs> Something is... Something is happening in the city. I will return with more information as soon as I can. Are you sure now is the right time? Indeed. But we don't even know where they're keeping everyone. Precisely. But this will draw them out. How do you mean? Think. Why did we place bombs all over the city? So they wouldn't find out where we are. Indeed. By setting them off at random intervals, we can appear as though our forces are greater in number than they anticipate. But why now? We need to track their resources. How quickly will they replenish the weapons depots we found? How soon can they bring out their assessment teams? And? And they'll prioritize their most important locations, the most people, the fastest response times, the most firepower. Precisely. Through chaos, they will enact order. 
Tell me, when you were ejected from true reality, what was your first thought? I wanted to know if my family was safe, my friends. Indeed. Their defenses will betray them. It, it would seem that we have absolutely nothing to be concerned with. It turns out some of the missiles left over from the Freedom Festival have just been setting off. No doubt by some mischievous encroachers. But don't worry, dear listeners. We are assessing the situation and mobilizing the peacup drones as I speak. All will be taken care of. Which means we can focus on more important things. Like the upcoming dead hunt. Ah, a reminder that if you participate in the dead hunt you will then be able to become one of our main hunters during Ahota. Don't miss out on the opportunity of a lifetime. So I was saying numbers. See, and you have been distracted. None of what you have been saying makes any sense. That's odd. I honestly don't remember. What do you remember? Like, from my time in true reality? No. Your time since coming here. You disappear sometimes. I know Yang has assignments for you, but you have gone days unaccounted. I mean, I, I've just been in my room. I haven't been on my feet that, for that long since recovering. Then why were you- D Amelia, seriously, it's not a big deal. Look, I'm here, I'm alive, and I can move. And, and I'm not in that bunker. Everything is good, and I- Kevin, if you don't mind, I need you to stop treating everything like a joke. Kevin, Astaspian. I am good. I am sorry for joking so much. No, it's- it is okay, I- I am listening. Kevin? Yes, Amelia? Kevin, tell me a joke. One that Lily used to tell you. I cannot. Cannot or will not? I do not understand. Kevin, what were you doing last? Building, of course. What else? I do not understand. Kevin, if you don't- Hey! Ready to play, guys? Oh. Jamark. Hello. Was I interrupting something? Because I can come back no. if you- Please, I know you have your game. I will give you space. Perfect, because Mitch is on his way, and I really want to know more about this Chester thing. Hey, hey, Manny. Manny, are you on? Hmm. Guess he'll still be a second. Kev, you okay? You're being really quiet right now. Kev? Hey! Kev! Hmm? Hmm? Hey! Oh, hey, J-Mark. When did you get here? You need to get more sleep. Just because you're off bed rest doesn't mean you don't need rest. The bags under your <laughs> eyes are so intense, you look like you're yeah, dying. Yes, so. Who's dying? Nothing. Just one sec. Hey! Mitch! Mitch, hurry up! I want to play! Okay, yeah, no problem. We can talk later, no problem. I'm coming! I'm coming!
<sighs> okay, let's play. Last game, you guys were deep underneath Balderdash. You encountered many rooms that looked suspiciously like buildings in Balderdash, and you encountered a friendly mimic named Chester, who has agreed to travel with you because you healed him, and he, see he seems to think you might be pretty decent guys. And then you have climbed a stairway leading back to the surface, and you find yourself in the middle of Balderdash. A fake stone has been pushed aside. Or I guess, wasn't the stone a mimic, if I remember correctly? You just pushed one aside and you ran off? I punched one, it fell down to the ground, we climbed up, and then it reformed into the Yes, wall. and what you have found is that Balderdash is much like how you left it except that the hedge maze is entirely ablaze. Fire is surrounding the entire town at this point. Uh, smoke and ash fill the air. The stone walls of Balderdash seem to be the only thing keeping the fire from jumping to the towns, but there's no telling when one of the thatch roofs or uh, any of the pieces of wood in town could suddenly catch fire. Uh, there is people running about. You can see them in the distance in the smoke. They are just running back and forth in a panic. And Ray is the first one to find you, rushing back and forth, like, where you guys been? Twilight yells, they did it! And points accusingly at Torn and Vert. They, they did what? What did they do? Did they solve the fire? Because this place is still on fire. Quick, Vert, use your magic on the fire. Um, I, I don't think I have anything that can fix this. I'm trying to use some magic on the fire. I mean... But... I don't have enough power to do this by myself. If we did a big enough miracle, we might be able to put this out, but I need Justin's help. Where's he at? Uh, he could still be in our apartment in Selena's place. Why is he not outside helping? He's so useless. I got no idea. Everyone's been running amok saying there's monsters everywhere. Bad enough we got a fire to deal with. Well, quick, go grab the priest wizard. Okay, look, I'll grab the priest wizard and I need you to take care of this. And Twilight picks up Mayor Bucket and hands him to Ray. This is your responsibility now. Ray accepts him under her arm. What proportions are Mayor Bucket? Is, is he just a tiny baby man? Like, is he Danny DeVito sized? Um, he's extremely skinny and very short. And I like to think his height and weight change to fit whatever's most comically appropriate. So Danny DeVito sized. Yeah, but like way skinnier. I think Mayor Bucket weighs about 35 pounds. I'm pretty sure most of Mayor Bucket's weight comes from the bucket. He's losing weight constantly, so. I need to rehydrate. Drinks liquefied never ever berries. Uh, yeah, that's actually literally what he's been doing. So yeah, you nailed it. It looks the same going in as I guess going out. Right. Uh, oh no. Uh, yeah. Blanched white. Uh, Twilight rolls Constitution at the thought. The mm. thought takes six damage. Twilight rolled the nat one. Twilight is now dead because they thought about that. <laughs> The psychic backlash. Twilight has been bitten by the thought. Now at every full moon, they become a thought. Oh no. Twilight looks at Torn and Vert and goes, Look, you go get the priest. I think he gets along with you better. And looks at Torn and goes, Vert, I think he really likes you. I'm going to go to McKean and get my new sword. Bring my new amulet as well. Twilight, talking oh, to you. what? Bring your what? Bring back my religious symbol. My new lion's I don't know what head. you're talking about. And Twilight's going. Torn throws a rock, having vivid memories of rocket launches. <laughs> okay, so I guess we gotta. I guess we're splitting the party again. Oh, we found out how well that worked last time. This time, Ray, I, I'm not getting stuck with Mayor Bucket. Uh, I have Chester with me, though. That's right, buddy. Yeah, buddy. We're gonna do this thing. Yeah, let's do it. Let's go get my new sword. Cool. 
Uh, I shall let you know. Uh, if the other mimics know I'm fighting them, they're gonna know that I am no longer trustworthy. So, is it cool if I just leave that to you? Yeah, no, I'll do all the fighting, just don't fight me, you know? Oh, yeah, 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 we're good, we're good. Okay, high five, and Twilight, like, high fives one of their tongues. Yeah, it's definitely one of his tongues comes out. He's gonna take the form of a bow, and be like, Hey, can you, like, strap me on your shoulder? Uh, yeah, sure, and Twilight does that? Sure, and then- Where's his mouth in this bow form? Uh, wherever he wants it to be, really. And now Derek is like, Ex- excuse me, who, who is this now? Oh, uh, Derek, meet Chester. Chester, this is Derek. Hello? Oh, okay, um, uh, hmm. Oh, hmm, this is problematic. Uh, okay, hmm. Uh, first thing, uh, uh, he, we already have a rider here. It's me, uh, Derek, I'm Helmet. Uh, hmm, don't know if this is, don't know if this is gonna work out. Uh, I, I think maybe I think maybe you should go, seeing as I was here first. It's kind of it's kind of where I live now. That doesn't seem fair at all. <laughs> Hold on now, Twilight. Yes. Which one of us is your favorite? Oh, oh, oh dear. Okay. Yeah, yes, yes, Twilight. Twilight. I, I've been with you the longest. Clearly, it it must be me. Well, I mean, there's no reason you can't keep making new friends. That is, he he does have a good point there. I could. Oh, he 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 has a point. Well, no, you have a point too. I just listen, listen. What if? What if? Hear me out. What yeah. if you both became buddies with each other too, and then we could all be best buddies? I I I, I simply I don't I don't see how that's. How that's feasible if he's over here riding on on your shoulders or I'm here riding on your belt. He's a bow. Look, his his edges are gonna keep bopping against me and making a horrible tinny noise. With 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 him there, he's you're never gonna be able to sneak anywhere. And transition noise to Burton. <laughs> wait, 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 this is the most important conversation Twilight's ever had. Twilight has friends fighting over them. This doesn't happen often. <laughs> <laughs> How's that best buddy syndrome working? I was sitting here wondering, should Torin just put on the flying armor? Say, Torin flies up to the ceiling, whips out a Zippo lighter, and starts the sprinkler system. <laughs> Is there a sprinkler system? <laughs> the, uh, the Castle of Illusion is probably not up to code. There's not even an eyewash station. It's probably because it's controlled by creatures from hell. If there were an eyewash station... What would it do in mechanical terms? I'm being distracted by the rules of D&D. Um, so, uh... <laughs> okay, here's Twilight. I don't think I want to abandon this scene yet. Hold on. Twilight goes, okay, here's an idea. Chester. Yes. Can you turn yourself into a bracelet that I can wear? I can, I can try. Okay. Hmm. And Chester turns into a... The best he can do is, like, a gauntlet. Like, there's a lot of mass to him. Okay. Uh, Twilight puts on Chester as a gauntlet. You're gonna have to- No, wait. A gold chain. <laughs> That's a little big for me. Can you turn into a giant clock? And my name will be, tw- uh, Twave of Twave. Yes. Uh, Thor. And, uh, <clears throat> And- Chester is a giant golden chain with a front-facing clock on it. And the front-facing clock is his face. Uh, Well, you know, he's got four beady eyes and a big mouth, and he doesn't really have any other discerning features. 
Twave, Twave, and Twilight goes running to McKean's place. Okay, Derek is going to give you a huff and then go silent, and then we'll transition to Torn and Vert. Torn and Vert. Vert and I were going to get Justin so that they could perform a miracle. I'm guessing a rain dance of some kind. Using Torin's incredible ability to memorize where he's been, you're very quickly, even through the smoke, able to find Selena's again. Excellent memory for maps, geography, and terrain. Yes, we built your character together. You you find Selena's. Uh, you can't see inside of it, and the door is closed. Nothing seems to be on fire, but the smoke is is choking. Torn just keeps running, doesn't even put a shoulder down, just runs through the doors. You smash through the door, and you find that the front room, the main storefront, is abandoned. Smash through to the back. You smash through to the back, where Justin and Selena are sort of curled in the back in a hiding-for-our-lives position. There's no time to explain. Make it rain! Oh, you're absolutely gonna need to explain that. Is it safe to come back out? And Justin starts throwing dollar bills all over... Torn. <laughs> There's no time to explain. Torn just grabs Justin's leg and starts running back to where Ray is. <laughs> Wait, no, no, we can't go out there. There's monsters outside. There's monsters and fire, but we still need you. We must go. Vert, explain it while we run. Well, we, we are taking care of the monsters and we need you to take care of the fire. Uh, Selena's like, wait, don't leave me back here. There are legitimate evil creatures in here. You have two legs. What? Follow us and run. Everybody no, run. No, don't go out there. Justin, you get dragged. At this point, I know Torin burst into the room, but Vert, where did you go? Uh, Vert was kind of behind Torin. Uh, would have been like right behind him. Come on, Vert. We've been hanging out for so long. You had to have worked some cardio. Keep up. Before you can leave the room, as you enter that main storefront again, guys, roll your initiative. Uh, oh no. Twilight also. No, Twilight's not there. Twilight. I rolled a two. You chose to split uh, I got the a party. Twilight rolls initiative to settle this conversation between Chester and... <laughs> Chester and Derek roll initiative, and now they're fighting all over me. You re-enter into the main storefront of the of the room, and what is your armor class, both of you? 18. All right, so we'll do Torin first. One, two. Those aren't going to matter. Hey, that one's going to hit. No. No. And no. Well, that's poopy. And Vert, what's your armor class? 16. And wow, I roll all of those under 10? My god, I suck. Wow. Uh, so this wasn't going to be nearly as cool as I thought it would be. Um, but what happens is the the bottles on the shelf explode off of the wall and take the, uh, the, the mouths of all the bottles have a familiar row of sharp teeth all around them, and they all latch on to Torin, and they apparently sail right over the top of Vert's head. Uh, Torin, you're going to take three damage, as only one of them finds purchase on skin as opposed to armor, and sucks onto you with a gross noise. There's no time for this. We must keep running. Oh, okay. Well, well the bottles actually got first in the initiative, so they're going to keep doing their thing. Holy crap, what did they get? You guys got one and a two. Don't be surprised here. No, 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 no Vert no, no, got no. a 20. Kevin got, got 20, I think. Oh, Vert got a 20. I heard yeah. one and two. Yeah. No, I'm sorry, Vert. You're top of the round. Oh my goodness. I am so sorry. It's okay. We'll count that first thing as a surprise <laughs> attack. All right. So I'm like right next to everything, aren't I? Baby, you're wherever you want to be. It, I think it's still too close. He is a firework. How many of these things are there? Ten. Quick, Vert. Just like the maze, set everything on fire. It worked. Um, 
Yeah. Sorry. Uh, he casts Thunderwave. So let's do Justin first. Oh, no. Okay, Selena saves. Yay! 14 plus 1, so 15. Does it get proficiency bonus? Okay. So apparently apparently only three of these things are going to save. How much damage are you doing, buddy? Uh, we're about to find out. So, marvelous. All right, so um, give me one sec here. Before you roll for this damage, remember, I am holding Justin by the leg. Uh, well, it's 12 points of damage. Okay, so... The ones who save take six. So seven of those things are going to fly off and smash into the walls and then immediately start dissolving. Three of them are going to get pushed back into the walls and the one that was attached to uh, Torrin is going to fly off as well. But three of them are going to get back up and sort of roll themselves over back onto their onto their bases. And they're going to start hopping back towards you. Uh, Selena's going to brace herself and get pushed back, but she's ultimately okay. Uh, Justin Nat one. Oh no! <laughs> so we're gonna need Torin to make a strength saving throw to see if he even can hang on still, because Justin's apparently just catching all kinds of wind resistance here. Strength don't fail me now. I'm still hold. Good thing I made it a joke to hold him by the leg. <laughs> <laughs> no, everything we say is true. Oh my god, Justin's gonna get his leg torn off. I don't think mending's gonna fix this one, man. I am waiting with bated breath, my dude. Okay, so I rolled. <laughs> so 16 plus 3, 19. Yeah, oh yeah, you held him. I at least held on to the leg. And he is just, his hair is all like standing on end. He, he, you, were, you were entirely supporting his entire body weight by the ankle at one point. But besides the, the actual like sonic damage he's received, he seems okay. I assume every bone in his leg is just shattered though. I'm, how hard do you want to make this for yourself? So he is damaged, but he's certainly not dead. And uh, he does look worse for wear, though. He looks suddenly, like, exhausted. There's, like, blood coming out of his eyes, or his nose and his mouth and his ears. Is he at least conscious? He's conscious, but he's struggling. Also, that was very loud. It says specifically (laughs) on Thunderwave that everything within 300 feet can hear you. From the outside of the shack, the smoke that was around it actually, like... Had a visible like shockwave come off of it. Twi- uh, Twilight is running over to McKean's thing and hears the explosion and goes, "See, there are things happening. We really need to stop arguing, guys." So the uh, the three just to not to poop on your point there, Twilight, but th- we're mid fight and the three mimics uh, that are remaining get back up and they they hop onto the thing that was spell casting on them. So that's gonna miss. And that's a 14. Nope. And that's a, that's a six. So, yeah, no, you evaded. You had a good chance to evade as all three of them jump clear over you again. Because you're just such <sighs> a little boy. I am a hard target. Torin, go ahead. So I drop the leg of Justin. Seems reasonable. Have the halberd, because let's just say that doesn't take an action. <laughs> I'm fine with it being a bonus action. What do you do next? You've dropped Justin to pull out the thing. Well, I still have I still have two attacks. So, I have two attacks, so I'm just going to slash slash at the nearest mimics. Okay, you may do that. Okay, that was a nat 20. <laughs> well, I'd say you got him. And for the second, a six. So, 12. Yeah, that'll hit. You got it, man. Roll your damage for both of them. Seven. Yeah, that'll take care of that one. Well, and for the d20, well, seven's enough, but for the d20, you have to re-roll damage. A seven and a seven. 
14. You have murdered the thing. And for the 12, now I roll just once for damage, I'm guessing, because it wasn't a net. That's the thing. <laughs> Two. Wow. Okay. So that one's still alive somehow, but it looks like it should be dead. It's like its glass body is like bleeding with through like fleshy looking wounds. It looks like something solid has like these liquidous parts to it. Can we just have it mimic death? It feigns death, and now you you just leave and you think it's fine. Vert's turn. I'm actually going to have Vert attack this thing with the Paralysis Whip. Ooh, fun. Mm. You're attacking the one Torin just attacked, or one of the ones you just weakened? Uh, One of the ones I just weakened. Okay. Vert must prepare the ceremonial gimp mask. <laughs> That's a 21 to hit. Yeah, you probably got him. I mean... Uh, it's you know whip him with that gimp mask so that's uh that's 11 points of damage i got max damage on that bad boy but yeah no uh he just you you whip him and there's like a moment where it goes like oh and then it just dies (laughs) i was gonna say damn because the next thing is is the uh constitution save it doesn't Um, need it for 11 damage but yeah, it didn't make it. These That's things are very little. And that leaves just that that one like barely alive mimic is going to going to hop away. It's gonna try to jump through the curtain into the room where Selena still is. Torrent, make a uh, attack of opportunity. So plus six, it was twenty. Yeah, no, you got him. Go ahead, roll some damage. Although you don't need to roll damage, he's got one HP. Anything you do kills him. Exactly one. <laughs> <laughs> Plus your strength, so no, not exactly one. <laughs> oh, this, but come on for the bit, though. <laughs> this thing goes no, and you just <laughs> you pin it to the floor, and it the glass bottle turns into a gray blob right before your eyes. Now back to Bert. So can we leave now? Torn proceeds to grab Justin's leg and go back to running. Justin is leaving a, a bloody trail behind you. See, Selinas, just keep up with us. You'll be alive. Yeah, I don't think he's in good shape. It's Selina. How have you not known that yet? How have you not learned my name? Die, Selinas. She grabs a handful of, of bottles that look filled with maybe some different liquids, and uh, she tries running out after you. And why did I say tries? She succeeds because she's a grown woman who can just walk like a normal person. To Bikines! Uh, Twilight. Through the smoke and the soot, it's a little harder for Twilight to figure out where they are. I'm gonna need you to make a perception check to see if you can navigate your way through the smoke. Alright, listen. Shut up. Shut up. Stop arguing. Hey, I'm trying to figure this out. <coughs> I'm trying to figure this out. At least I at, at least at least I don't have organic components to slobber on uh, on them. I met. It's just how I'm born. All right, you gotta respect that. Uh, so what? What are you doing, Twilight? I got. Uh, I'm. I'm doing math right now. Seventeen. Okay. Yes. You make your way through the smoke. One thing you notice as you make your way through is you notice you're going past Flood's old hut. You can see where that is in the smoke, and you you dash past that, and you make your way to McKean's, where McKean is nowhere to be found. But you can see his his arsenal, his little. It's a a little locked shed that he's been using to store any weapons he's made. And out front of the ars- of the forge, you see the forge is, is still lit and going, uh, putting out even more smoke, perhaps redundantly. 
there are two big old uh, crates of tools, two big chests full of tools right in front of his, his locked shed. You see a big lock on the front. That's what you see. Okay, so there are two chests there? There are two, yes. Awesome. Twilight, uh, is there any indication that my sword's around? No, there doesn't seem to be anything left out. You're not sure where it might be. Okay. Yeah, so Twilight would like to cast a spell. No, actually, Twilight's going to take the rapier, and Twilight is going to stab the chest on the right. Oh my god, are you serious? Yes. Yeah, that's the one. Oh, yay! (laughs) That was a fifth... Yeah, if you were going to coin toss that, yeah. You remember Twilight Twilight remembers from their time underground when they saw McKean's forge as a as a room underground there was in fact one chest and it was on the left of the door so now Twilight has stabbed the chest on the right Go ahead and roll damage for me my dude Don't sound so depressed about it <laughs> I don't get to surprise you I did like all the 10 little mini mimics in the potion shop was going to jump on you and no it's just it's it, one of them hit for 3 Ten surprise attacks. Ten surprise attacks and one connected. <laughs> so I'm rolling my damage, right? Yeah. Okay. So let me double check what it is. My rolls are garbage. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Oh god. I'm gonna pull out like my teeth and just carve new dice out of them instead of using these friggin' hand carved wooden ones. They just keep landing on low numbers. It's like you weighted them in the wrong direction. I didn't try to weight them. I thought I was doing it evenly. The waiting game. You think it's because the double digits are like, I took less material out, so they're lighter on that side? Honestly, that might be it. That would suck. I didn't think it would matter because they're so little. So I rolled an eight then. Yes. Okay. You've done it. It is, it goes, and it immediately opens its mouth and Chester goes, oh, hey, Simon. Hey, Simon. And roll initiative. And Twilight goes, is, is he a friend of yours? Uh, sort of, except now I'm riding with you guys. Okay, uh, I rolled an 11, by the way. Okay, so Simon's going to get to go first. Hey, Simon, listen, buddy, I'm sorry I stabbed you. I just, you know, it's safety first. We don't got to be like this. Does he talk? Simon Simon tries to bite you for 11 points, for 11 hit. Yeah, my armor class is 13. He does not, in fact, talk to you. Hey, whoa, 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 getting real aggressive here. Hold on. And uh, Twilight, like, goes to stab again and pauses and goes, hey, you're okay with this, right? I, I'm i kind of torn, honestly. Oh, that's fair. I mean, Simon seemed like a pretty good dude, but you you seem pretty good, too. Okay, well, I'm, I'm going to stab him, okay? All right, man, you do what you got to do. Okay, I appreciate it. You're you're real swell. Just, Derek, see? I'm just going to be okay with this because I like Chester a lot. Derek, you, you can be buddies. I'm just saying, like, we could work this out. While you're saying this, you are still actively in a combat situation. Yep, I got a 18 to hit. Yeah, that'll hit. Five. Uh, you did five damage to him. So Twilight stabbed into Simon and then retracted and, like, uh, parried the bite and then stabbed again into Simon's mouth. Uh, two attacks? No, 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 no. From, from earlier when I first attacked and then he tried to bite me and then I parried and then stabbed again. I'm just painting a word picture. Ah, I see. It's very beautiful. Thank you. I try. Yeah, I can see it now in my head. I'm making a picture in my mind. Yeah, bottom of the round, uh, Chester's actually going to be like, Hey, you know what? What if, I, what if I try to calm down a little bit? Hey, Simon! And he doesn't say anything back, and he's like, Simon, man, no, these guys, these guys are cool. And uh, all Simon says to you is, In the name of the Hive Overlord. And uh, his tongues are going to come out. Twelve is going to miss. So he's rolled garbage so far. 
his tongues are going to come out, and he's going to try to grapple you with his tongues, Twilight. And sure enough, a tongue wraps around each wrist and ankle. Taskete. How brutally appropriate. Uh, and it's going to deal eight damage to you as you are compressed, and you can hear uh, your 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 bones crack slightly as ah. the as at the wrist and ankles. Ow. And the thi- and Simon Ow. starts pulling you uh, uh, deep inside himself. Oh God! Oh, oh, it's kind of hot, but not the right kind of hot. Oh dear. Oh. You're coming at this with so much positivity. That's what I really appreciate about you, Twilight. Well, you know, Chester, you're going to be eaten, too. I don't know if you want to do anything about this. Oh, yeah, you're right. And he uh, he no longer is the form of a bow, and he just hops off you. He's like, you're right, man. I don't want to get eaten. Good call. Hold on. Remember, he was a giant clock around my neck, but you're right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. He was a clock now. Uh, he just he just sort of slides off of you and lands uh, lands on the floor and just starts scooting away like, you're right, man, I don't want to get eaten. That'd be, that'd be the worst. No, that's fair. Yeah, Twilight, you are grappled currently. To get out, it is a strength check, but these tongues are extremely sticky. Mm. Mm. Mm-mm. Twilight would like to cast Hellish Rebuke. That makes sense. Yes, you may Hellish Rebuke. Okay. All right, dex save. 17. Okay, well, you definitely saved. Yay! Um, but Twilight burns you for six damage with the save. Okay. Uh, yeah, and it's it's on fire, and it seems mad about that. The downside is you now realize you're being pulled into something that is actively on fire. True, but I do have hellish resistance. That is true. Yeah. Everything's working out, Twilight. Everything is coming up, Twilight. Chester, it's on fire. I. Yeah. I... You lit it on fire. You did a real good job. Thank you. I need help. Please. Oh, yeah. Okay, man. Uh, Chester is going to uh, going to crawl up in the space between uh, the wall and the chest, and he's going to also form into a chest, uh, and it's sort of pushing the other chest away, and it pushes both of you away from the, uh, the shed, which had wooden walls and would have caught fire. Thank you. You're welcome, buddy. Uh, goes to... It's still Twilight's turn. Hellish Rebuke's a reaction. Yeah, that is true. Um, so it has me around my ankles, right? So my arms are free? It has you around both. You can still move. It's just you're getting pulled in. Twilight, you have a tail. I blame you. Twilight goes, all right, Torin dies in the future. Okay. Um. On a long enough timeline, we all do. Can... Can Twilight use their tail to wield their sword (laughs) no it can't generate nearly enough force um you could you can try to grapple if you could or to escape the grapple if you could figure out some way to include your tail in that i would negate the disadvantage you have for the extra sticky tongues but i don't know what you're gonna come up with twilight's gonna use the free speech action and go chester chester grab my tail uh you already Ask Chester for help, and he made his way around to the back of the mimic. Oh, you're right. Just kidding. Is anybody running around us? No, man. Well, everyone's, like, running off in the distance. You're just calling for help from, like, anyone? So I'm guessing so McKean I... just completely abandoned their shop. Yeah, McKean's not around. Uh, I don't know. Are you yelling for help? Yes. With my free action. Uh, yeah, as you yell for help, uh, you hear McKean's voice go, Twilight, is that you? Grab my tail! All right, you hear the window shatter. And uh, McKean comes crawling out of the of the shack. 
And with a sudden shout of tra-la-la... Uh, he grabs Twilight by the tail. Twilight, it, this is now a normal roll to escape grapple. It is a strength check. Excellent. Twilight's gonna get out of dodge. Twilight's not gonna do a damn thing. Um, How much damage does Twilight take from the tug of war? Uh, I'm gonna say none for right now, because it's real silly in my head and I'm enjoying Twilight, it. Twilight rolled a three. Twilight's, Twilight's just getting pulled at the tail. Pull harder! I'm trying. I don't want to rip your butt off. Look, listen. Sometimes? No, I actually appreciate that. And, uh, I guess I'm gonna put McKean on the initiative order now. I'm gonna put him, uh, put him here at the bottom of the round. And, uh, I'm gonna have him do a big ol' strength check, see if he can pull you free. He's a big, strong blacksmith, remember. He's a big, strong blacksmith, and he's gonna, he's actually gonna beat it. Wow. Pulling with all of his might, uh, McKean got a... Successfully saves your ass and nothing else. <laughs> and pulls your tail clean off with a pop. Wait, no, wait, uh, he's he gonna, does? He's gonna pull you free of the grapple. Oh, I was about to cry. Like, I was literally gonna cry. Okay. <laughs> oh no, my I God. wouldn't do that I to think you. I you just gave me an existential crisis. Holy crap. Okay. <laughs> Strox, man. Um, yeah. Okay, so I'm full from the grapple. I go, ow, 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 Thank you. You're welcome. What are you doing here? It's chaos out here. Well, we gotta kill this thing. And Twilight points at Simon. Yeah, that's not my weapon trust at all. And uh, it's going to go to goes to the Mimic's turn. Yeah, Simon sees everything that's going on here. He's going to try to bite Twilight again. Going to get 17. Uh, that definitely hits. Uh-oh. Uh, hits for 10. Bites down on you. Ow! Stop biting me! And as it bites down on you, uh, you feel this extra little burning sensation. And you realize their spit is acid, and it's dissolving your kimono where he's bit no, you. And you no. take two more points of acid damage. No, 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 no. And Simon says, yes, 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 yes. Like, I don't remember Simon being his talkative. Is, is it Twilight's turn? It is now Chester's turn. Uh, but he's going to totally miss with an eight to hit. He's going to try to bite down on his friend from behind, and his friend is going to, I guess, be too square to fit in his mouth properly? I don't know how this, the physics of mimic-on-mimic mimic combat are going to work out here. Point is, now it's Twilight's turn. Okay. Uh, Twilight is going to cast Thunder Wave to get Simon away from me. Sure. Make a saving throw against um, Constitution. Okay. I think we're going to fail that save there, buddy. Right. i got to make it for everyone else as well. Mmm. Mmm. Okay. So everyone fails, and and I rolled two nat ones. Oh, no. But, but they're for Chester and McKee. Oh, no. It doesn't do any additional damage. It just fails out. So every everyone's taking max damage from this thunder wave, and uh, Chester's going to go, no, 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 no. Yep, that's uh, eight damage. Eight damage to everybody. Chester splats against the wall, and for a second he's like slime form, and then he reforms back into a chest. Uh, Simon is going to hit the wall directly above him, and now they're stacked up on top of each other as chests. And McKean just gets blasted back. Sorry! I'm going to give him, uh, just for fun, let's give him some extra uh, colliding with walls damage. Okay. Because you were like right next to a wall. Yeah, let's do an extra six damage, all right. The Hive Overlord will destroy you all! And Chester's like, Yeah, man, we've heard all this before, alright? Wait, we're moving with a new crowd now. We're moving forward. 
It's hard to talk when you're trying to replicate having four tongues. I'm just I'm just sticking my tongue out. Is it coming out okay? Yeah, I've, it sounded like you had four tongues. Okay, good. I mean, it's fun. It's fun watching you with your tongue out. You look really silly, but it's all good. Yeah, but like, I, I, uh, uh, maybe it's too much. No, no, you should stick to it. I love Chester's voice. Okay, go ahead, Twilight. Uh, oh, you just did yours. You yeah, just did I just, yours. It's I mean, McKean's if you want to give me an extra turn, I won't argue. I don't. I don't. I want McKean to rush this thing with its war hammer. And wow, he's gonna hit. Good job, McKean. McKean's gonna hit for wow, eleven damage. This thing is looking real bad. Uh, he's gonna smash it. And you're actually gonna see the top of the chest like bend inward, and now it just looks permanently dented. Uh, but the wound is sort of more liquidous than that than than what should be suggested by a solid wooden structure. The wound is, is, is a wound. It looks like a wound on a chest, which is weird and uncomfortable and unusual. Have I, have I nailed enough words? Okay, cool. We're going to move on. Uh, I would like Chester to become a spring and then launch Simon up into the air because of Simon's weight on top of Chester. He's like, you got it, buddy. And he turns into a spring. And uh, I don't know how to roll this. So let's just create some rules real fast. Okay, so Twilight's going to go, Chester, turn into a spring and launch it. Let's say he launches it. Here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say we're going to roll we're gonna roll his strength for this. And for every multiple of five, that's another five feet he launched it into the air. Awesome. Yeah, let's, let's do d20 plus strength for how high he launched it into the air. Okay. So, 13 feet up in the air, so that's 10 feet down is one level of fall damage. Okay. For, okay, so one damage, but it got him, it got him off of, of him. Yes. It got Simon off of Chester, there we go, and he's landed in the, I'm gonna roll just one dexterity check to see if Chester could control where he was launching uh, Simon. And if you launched him, if we get 15 or higher, he launched him into the forge. <laughs> oh, no. It's a nat 20. Oh, no. Oh, I, I get a nat 20 to hurt my own thing. Ghost of Torn has one question. Yes. Does music make you lose control? Always. Music is my aeroplane. He has landed in the forge and is on fire and Simon is screaming and in pain and looking just about dead as his... He's no longer in a chest form. Uh, you can see his, his head dent, and his four tongues are flailing in the air. Uh, he's been lit on fire twice now, and he's not happy about it. Uh, can Twilight run up and shut the forge? Oh, it's sort of like an open thing. Like, he's going to crawl out soon. But Twilight, what do you want to do to finish this guy off? Twilight looks at McKean and goes, Where's my new sword? Toss it to me. Uh, McKean shuffles back into the window of his shack and uh, crawls out with the the Talon sword, which looks like a, it looks like a scimitar, but backwards. Ooh. And he's, he's put an ornate handle on it. So it actually looks kind of nice. Like it looks like it's worth like some decent money. And he, he throws it at you in desperation. Like he, you mean throws it like he tosses it in the air, handle down or like chucks it at me like a spear. I mean, he throws it at you in a panic and it's spinning. And it's gonna it's gonna hit you if you don't catch it carefully. Okay, t I guess I'm rolling to catch this thing then. Actually, I was rolling a, an attack roll with the negatives on it. Oh, okay. But he only got a three, so you're good. Okay, so here's what's gonna happen. 
uh, I, I want to I want to play this out. Twilight is already was as Twilight was saying it. Twilight was making their way to the forge, and Simon is crawling out like their tongues are outside of the forge, like they're trying to pull themselves out. And Twilight gra- like leaps, grabs like just for dramatic effect, not for increased damage or anything. Uh, gr- grabs the talon sword as uh, as it curls towards them, grabs it and slashes the tongues off. Cool. Yeah, and so now as, as Simon tries to pull his way out of the forge, he can't find purchase, and just starts slowly billowing into a black column of smoke. Uh, and then he goes, ah, and he is dead. It seem we have more duds near us than I thought. Well... That is fine, because it makes things more festive. Speaking of explosively good fun, I wanted to announce that Potterblatt Corporation is conducting layoffs. Yes, as we speak, we have sent some specific members of our loyal workforce to investigate the explosions. Elijah himself is out there right now, performing his humble duties. And I'm sure, as a former bird watcher, he would be very good at defusing the bombs. Now, Robin, you may ask, why would you send laid-off employees to do something so fun? Why don't I get a chance to investigate these explosions and and defuse bombs? Well, dear listeners, this all comes back to loyalty. We believe that the people should earn their opportunity to remain a member of our workforce, and because we are so loyal to our workers, we're giving them that chance. We would never let anyone go without giving them the chance to prove themselves. We believe in the people, and only the best should continue to live. Oh, work. Should continue to work here. Every decision we make is essential to the sustainability of Potterblatt Corporations and its many subsidiaries. This, I promise. looks at the talon sword and sees its ornate design and notices kind of like a like a, a talon motif on the hilt it's like this is really nice thank you yeah stay away from that blade that thing's dangerous yeah you're telling me and i mean like okay like i said that knowing full well the blades of swords are dangerous but i mean like more than normal you know no yeah yeah no i feel you i feel you okay i just felt like i had to say something no no thank hey hey Thanks, buddy. Yeah, of course. Uh, just give me a second. And Twilight walks over to Chester, and Twilight would like to cast Healing Word on Chester. You may. So Healing Word, uh, hit points equal to 1d4 plus my spellcasting ability modifier. Yes. Uh, that was a 4. Uh, okay, so he heals for 4, but he's, he's very appreciative. He says, thanks, man. You see, this is why I'm abandoning the Hive Lord. You guys seem to... Take care of each other, and I respect that kind of friendship and animosity. Absolutely, 
Wait, friendship and animosity? Sorry, what's the right word? I don't have a dinosaur in front of me. Uh, friendship and... I don't know. Yeah, but friendship, that works. Oh, oh you got a friendship. Yeah, and hey, look. Uh, and Twilight picks up Derek and goes, We can all be friends, okay? But you're still my buddy on my belt. And remember, you're going to be our lead singer of our band one day. I would like that very much. We're not, we're not going to have him sing, right? Oh, no, Chester can't sing, but maybe he could be a drum set or something. I could, I could be, I could do, like, okay, like, not acapella, but, like, I do, like, a bass. I can see that. How about Morakov? <laughs> can, can you, can you play that, Chester, as, as Morakas? Maybe Captain it. <laughs> and he goes on like this for several more minutes naming instruments. Goes back to Torin and Vert. You have recovered Justin, you've recovered Selena. Oh, no, I can't switch back to you yet, because uh, McKean has one more present for you. Uh, jumps back through the window, uh, goes through his arsenal, and comes out with uh, what looks like an, a, a jewelry box. And this one actually looks like delicate, like something he saved for a special occasion. He pulls it, he he, he whips it out, and he shows it to oh, you. Oh, says, God, put your pants on. Oh, why? Why did you Sorry. Pull? Oh, Why? Why did you, you know, do that? I get very excited. McKean opens up the jewelry box, and inside is a solid gold amulet in the shape of a lion's head. It is glistening in the firelight. The face of the lion looks realistic this time, and if you inspect it closely, he actually took the time to, to sculpt individual hairs onto the lion's face. The, the fur around it looks like the the corona of the sun and twilight picks up the jewelry box and looks at this amazing beautiful gift and goes oh he actually wanted a mongoose this uh that's a little awkward i'm gonna I, it, it's mckean looks real embarrassed he's like oh oh no I, I, maybe i could stretch the nose out you better think real hard, because if you think you're being haunted now, I'm only at level one. <laughs> Twilight goes, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's it's fine. We'll work it out. Hey, hey, McKean, you're cool, buddy. Uh-huh. You're, you're real cool. Thank you. I'm just messing with you. Just to follow through with the threat, Torn Ghost knocks over a vase. That's level one and a half. <laughs> no, my only vase. And Twilight awkwardly shuffles away. Oh, or Twilight looks at Chester and goes, you could be his new vase. Uh, yeah, so McKean says, so you'll take this back to your buddy, right? Yeah, yeah, I'll take it back to him. I got it. Good, I worked real hard on this. Yeah, no, it looks- Ghost Torn, ghost flexes. And, and Twilight sees Ghost Torn floating over McKean's shoulder and goes, uh-huh, it looks great. Yep. All right, this is getting weird. So, <laughs> so yeah, now we're going to jump back to- uh, Selena, Justin, and Vert, and Torin. Uh, you have them. You've rescued them from the potion shop. What you doing? With my excellent memory for maps, geography, and terrain. Ah, he said the words. Looking for Ray. Uh, you make your way back to the village square, but everybody's running about in a panic. On the way there, you've you've seen other townspeople you haven't met before, don't know by name, who've been uh, running by with small objects chasing them. You saw someone being pursued by a spoon that looked like it was running on tongues. Uh, one person was being chased around by what you're almost certain was a chandelier. Almost certain. Yeah, I mean, you haven't seen many, but you know, it, it, it's, it's hard to see in the smoke. That's what we're trying to fix. So we keep searching for Ray. Running, running, running. 
You remember her talking about trying to find Justin, trying to put out the fire. So where do you look for her next? Justin, where does Ray go? He still looks pretty dazed from the Thunder Wave, but... Bert, where does Ray go? <laughs> no. Salinas, where does Ray go? If she's trying to put out the fire, I imagine she'd go to the fire. To the fire it is. Come on, Bert, we'll have your quads get as strong as mine yet. And you make it to the outskirts of town where you see, uh... Yeah, you make it to the outskirts of town where, uh, Tom and Phil and Ray... You know, Tom and Phil, the guards, they're all looking, they're just looking at the fire hesitantly. They don't have enough, uh, they got like one single bucket of water between the three of them, but it's clearly not going to be enough. There's no way to leave town, there's just a wall of flame. Look, Ray, I brought Justin. Do your miracle thing. Oh, thank goodness. Justin, get up. And I just plopped him down in front of her. Justin, get up, this is getting out of control. There's fire everywhere, there could just be, there's just going to be fire everywhere. We need to put it out right now, quick. That's not an he, accent. I'm in a panic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wait, Fair enough. Wait, race accent was a bit. <laughs> no, that was that was me. That was Mitch in a panic. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> no, <clears throat> we gotta we gotta put this out. Justin, get up. Summon Solinari. He wipes the blood off his face, and and they both kneel down and they go into quiet contemplation, even through the rage of the fire. And in their silence, they open their eyes and nothing's changed. There's not enough faith. You, big guy. Uh-huh. Here, get down. You're part of this. Torin only kneels for Hercules, so at most just puts both hands on both their shoulders. Uh, <laughs> like a, like a good job, buddies. Uh, yeah, you put, you put your hands on both of their shoulders and, uh, Torin closes his eyes and he feels the presence of something very calming. You got the touch, dun, dun, dun. You Quick, got the sun power. goddess, make it rain. That's what you do, right? That's almost entirely the opposite of what I do. Do it anyways. This will require an awful lot of power. This will require an awful lot of faith, Torin. I believe in the gods. That's good enough. Make it happen. And squeezes both <laughs> the shoulders he's holding on to. Believe, damn it! Ah, <laughs> oh, we believe in, we believe in! You feel a rush of cold air. And then you feel a rush of cold water. And you have to pee really bad. And then you open your eyes and... I piss out the flames, got it. You open your eyes and your amulet around your neck and the, the there are similar amulets on Justin and Ray and Justin's staff as well as glowing. And... Even the tip of Ray's cigarette seems to have gone from orange to a bright white. The three of you working together have, unbelievably, indoors, caused a rainstorm. The wind and the rain are whipping about. The, the, the smoke is getting driven out, pushed to the ground. The fire is being extinguished. Torin, you feel all of this energy being pushed through you. A maelstrom of white hot force that is tearing through your insides and you felt this before you felt divine energy drawn into you before but now it's overwhelming now instead of being the 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 calm presence of solinari or the reinforcing strengthening presence of hercules this feels like your insides are being pushed outside of your skin and then the light fades and the rain 
The flames are dying down, but not fully extinguished yet. And Torn, you collapse to the ground, taking two levels of fatigue. Ray and Justin collapse as well. Justin, already injured, is heaving uh, on the sorry, dry heaving on the ground. Ray is actually coughing, even though it's the first time you've ever seen her cough at all. Tom is like, "What did you guys do? That was incredible." Best you can tell, Torn, what you've done is you've performed a miracle, but it just about nearly killed you. You do it. <laughs> Looking down at the the amulet of Solinari that you were you were gifted, it was it's glowing like white hot against your armor. I take it off and press it against the ground, hoping it'll cool down. Yeah, you press it against the ground. The force of it actually causes the amulet to shatter. Uh, the the hot bits of metal go flying out in either direction. Uh, and you see uh, Justin and Ray's amulets are also glowing white hot. Do you, do you care? I think that's more their actions than mine. What am I going to do, rip it off their throats? They look too tired to move. Fine. Torn rips it off their throats and tosses it, seeing that they've now turned into frag grenades. Yeah, and that's pretty much what happens is they explode in the air, yeah. Uh, so it looks like everyone's everyone's casting point has been sort of used up. Too much energy has been pushed out of them. Not again. Okay, so Torin, you are now exhausted. You take three levels of exhaustion. <laughs> At level one, you became disadvantaged on all your ability checks. At level two, your speed was halved, and now at level three, you are you take disadvantage on all of your attack rolls and saving throws. Well, good thing we're out of combat. We defeated the fire. How many XP points do I get? That's the interesting thing about this. Casting this miracle, as well as the thunder wave that was cast earlier at Selena's shop, has drawn a lot of attention to you guys. The fire's calmed down for sure, and you remember the reason you lit it on fire in the first place was because it was filled with mimics. They have to be dead, though. Oh, they're dead. Except now, those mimics are clearly in town, and now marching out of the smoke, that is, or I guess as the smoke dies down from the rain, you can see appearing before you seems to be a small force of... Looks like tableware and, like, a chair. It's not... None of it's moving. But in, an, in a half circle around the three exhausted miracle workers, the two guards and Vert are household objects. Vert, I can barely move. I don't have magic. Kill it all. Yeah. All right. Are they kind of all together? They are definitely spread out around you. Uh, within a 15-foot a arc in front of you. Swear to the stroking gods if it's another thunder wave. Uh, no. Vert, remember your heritage. Shock them all. The bulk of these things, are they kind of on one side or the other? Dead center. Bulk of them's dead center for sure. All right. So I'm going to point this thing at the dead center. Uh, lightning bolt. Whoa, uh, I love it. I am using my sorcery points. Okay, tight. Giving myself another third level slot. Okay, and that is that is a twenty-two. What do you think you did, Kevin? I, I'm sitting here and I'm visualizing Vert. Um, standing there, sort of hopefully drenched. Well, let's see. We've got uh, got some tableware here. It seems to think that it's going to to win. Mm-hmm. No. No, we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna save everyone. You, you're not moving in on this area. No, no, you're not. Not gonna take my bunker here. Slams his hands together. 
and just points it, the, the two hands together, at the, the dead center of this grouping and let's go a massive lightning bolt five feet wide that just rips through. <laughs> so after what is clearly a three-sentence one-liner, you let go with your lightning bolt. Uh, would you please roll damage for me? Uh-huh. This is going to take a sec. Kill them all, Bert. Remember your ancestry. Remember the horny bastards. <laughs> oh my goodness. Right, so. Do it for the horny bastards, Kevin. 31 points of damage. God! Okay. Kevin, what you see is that in a line in front of you, it seems like a whole collection, a whole dining room's worth of forks and spoons has evaporated. <laughs> the scariest thing is a plain wooden chair that has taken your lightning bolt right to the face and has not dissolved. And now you see the the legs of it have started crawling, inching their way towards you. To your left, you can see five spoons, and to your right, you can see five forks, and they are closing in and getting slightly closer. Uh, Phil and Tom branch off to either side of you, Kevin, and they begin combat with the dangerous cutlery. Could you may choose something else to do now? Uh, yeah, actually. Um, let's do a magic missile. Uh, yes, you may magic missile. So there is a chair in front of you, five spoons to your left, five forks to your right. What do you do? Let's do three of those against the forks to the right. Five points to one, five points to one, four points to one. Yeah, they the two of those forks, uh, they bounce back, and Phil, seeing the opportunity to strike takes out the two forks that you damaged, finishing them off, leaving three to your right. If it's not too much trouble, could you pick another spell? Actually going to do one more of those, and I'm going to the left this time. Cool. Kind of interesting. Ended up the same way. Five, five, and four. Phil takes your lead and cuts down those two that you damaged with the magic missiles, but the three of them latch onto him again and start... Uh, start sucking at him, and you can see steam where acid is eating away at their armor. Uh, to your right, uh, Tom is still deep in combat with the forks. That wooden chair is getting within striking distance, slowly making its way towards you. If you don't mind, could you pick one more spell for me, Kevin? Yes. Uh, I'm casting Firebolt. Okay. Yeah, man, you, yeah, cast Firebolt, Kevin. Okay. That is a 26. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, you. the chair erupts into flame and then dissolves into steam. To your left and to your right, Phil and Tom have, have fought their way through the dangerous cutlery, and they are dissolving piles of steam now. And it seems like that for now the threat's been averted. Uh, in the smoke around you, you, can't, you can see Twilight and McKean uh, catching up to you in the distance. And and that's that's uh, that's really it. I actually I have a, huh. That's that's what I have for now, guys. That was really good. I mean, no, guys. Seriously, I've been looking so forward to this, and you gave everyone a moment to shine, and it's awesome. And I don't know. I just feel like it, we don't hang out anymore, you know. And it'd be nice if we could hang out some more and do. I more mean, sh- it sounds like you've been busy out there. Yeah, we have been. I just feel like. Hey, uh, uh, Jay, I'm sorry, but could you grab Kevin and, and get us some food? What? I'm sorry, I just, 
Uh, I don't feel great today. I, I thought I was okay, but I, I think I need a second. Oh, do you need me to take you to the infirmary or maybe? No, no. I mean, uh, I'm fine. Just, uh, look, I'll talk to you soon. Could you grab me a bowl of stew from, like, I heard they got a bird recently. Can you just give me some stew? Uh, yeah, no problem. Uh, hey, Kev, come on. Oh, okay. Shut the door, please. You want me to go too? Oh, yeah, Manny. Uh, yeah, I just, uh, I just need to close my eyes for a second. Yang's has me running ragged, you know? Sure, I get it. We'll talk soon. Mitch, may I come in? Yes, yes, come in, Amelia. I'm just, I'm just sitting here. Kevin is okay with giving up his room for the night. Yes, he's a good guy. And, uh, yeah, anyway, this, this won't take long. It may. There. Now no one else can hear us. Um, so... I think Yang is brainwashing Kevin. Huh. <laughs> oh, mm. Mm. Uh, this isn't the time for jokes, Amelia. I am not joking. Kevin, he... I accidentally triggered him. How? I do not know. Just, at some point he was fine and... Then another he was not. Mm-hmm. And admit it. He has been acting loco lately. Forgetting things. Laughing at inappropriate times. <sighs> he is not himself. You, uh, you talk like you know him so well, Amelia. I do. I mean, I think I do. Okay, why should I trust you? You're Yang's daughter, aren't you? He... He has not trusted me since you have come. If anything, he talks to you more than he does me lately. Then... Okay, then if this is true, why betray him? I am not... Betraying Yang. I am saving him. Oh, right, sure. Totally. I am being serious. I am not above violence to win, but what he is doing with Kevin is not right. Okay, you're telling the truth, aren't you? I am. And I need <sighs> your help. Alright. Emilia, I... I believe you. And... The next step is to... Confirm a trigger phrase. During our most recent break, we have been getting a stream of questions from all of you. And because one of Potroblat's core components is complaint honesty, I want to put all rumors to rest and emphasize that this layoff decision has absolutely nothing to do with our drop in the worldwide stock, nor the recent employee request for ration raises. Of course not. That is precisely why we built you a union, 
run by one of our very own executive members. Because the people deserve a voice. And a voice they will have. What? I am recording. Yeah, no, the light. The li oh. Oh, Elijah. Hello? What? No, what? No, I, I, I can't hear you, dear. No. Uh, no, 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 dear. Just, uh, just give me a moment. Give me a moment. I'll be happy to let you in. One, one second. Uh, dear listeners, it would seem that Elijah is back. How quaint. Hey, but... It would seem he wants to uh, claim his bonus, so that that will have to be settled. Will be settled. Yes, he looks well. He looks fine. It, I mean, it would seem he got caught in one of the explosions, and you know, part of his face a little bit singed. But 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 now. It is much easier for me to notice his smiling face. So, so there's that. Yeah. Uh, well, I will be back. So, uh, stay tuned for nothing. Stay, stay tuned for the sounds of nothingness and try contemplating eternity with outgoing mad yes um thank you dear listeners and keep living your truth yes. elijah i'm coming god hey it's j mark again thank you so much for listening to that episode of tabletop for the end of the world and thank you so much everyone for all of the kind words you have given us about the new show it comes from within i really appreciate it it's all our first time playing call of cthulhu and my first time running call of cthulhu or rather edmund's first time running call of cthulhu so it's definitely a learning curve but we're very excited we are going to release the first few episodes of the first quote-unquote arc but if you want to listen to the whole thing you definitely want to support us on patreon for just five dollars a month you get access to a lot of exclusive content behind the scenes stuff a secret merch store as well as the full it comes from within show and you you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash weareheroes. And if you support us for the first 60 days since we launched our Patreon, you will get access to an exclusive special offer and gift. And sorry about the noise. Kylo Ren is currently eating dinner. Uh, but you'll get access to an exclusive offer and gift. It is a signed tarot card of one of the It Comes From Within cast members. Another update, uh, because the next episode is coming during the next month, I want to announce it now. But we are participating in Inktober again. The list will go up on September 30th. That way you can get a head start on the festivities. But if you participate in TFU Inktober for every piece of art you upload, and you will have until the very last day if you need to upload all 30 at once, but definitely try doing it every single day. But for every piece of art you upload, you will be entered in a raffle for the chance to voice act a scene in Tabletop for the End of the World. Not only is it voice acting a scene, but I will be directing you personally. So I will call you, we'll run the lines a few times, I'll give you notes and feedback, and who knows what will happen depending on how awesome you are at reading these lines. 
but yeah, there will be three chances. So, you know, the more you enter, uh, the more chances you have. And there are a lot of opportunities for a lot of people to participate. So definitely be sure to check it out. Our next episode is coming two weeks from the day. We're getting to October, which uh, <laughs> is my birthday month. Uh, not to brag or anything, but I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, but yeah, on October 5th, oh no, on October 4th is when the next episode goes live. So we'll see you then. Thank you. And remember, the overseers are always watching. <laughs>